Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good morning, crypto. I always wait for the echo. Good morning, Warriors. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. And today we've got a huge, a, a massive number of guests. The whole dream team is here, and I'm very excited to bring all of you to the forefront. We'll start off with the no defender himself, Mario. Then we have the crypto goliath. Mr. Gonzo, back on the podcast. I'm very excited to have you. We've got Jackie, the Junior Goliath, which is our improvised nickname for the time being. So please comment down below what Jackie's new nickname should be. I thought Gonzo and Jackie should be paired together. They're great friends. And we've got Mr. Johnny Crypto back on the podcast. Very excited to have you, Johnny. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how the Fed reacts to the highest levels of inflation since 1981. Stock markets and crypto do the opposite of what was expected. Countries around the world are shifting to a less dollar-dependent economy as China continues to increase its global financial footprint. Ripple Partner and Wells Fargo are creating an instant settlement system far superior to SWIFT. Also, Mark Zuckerberg had powerful statements on NFTs becoming a part of Instagram's foundation. And Robert Kinasaki claims that your Bitcoin is safer than U.S. dollars. Our show is now available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is now live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So I'd love to give everyone a chance to introduce themselves. We'll start off with the Goliath. Good morning, Gonzo. How are you? Good morning, Abs. How's it going? Great. Uh, I'm happy to be here this morning with the team. I miss Jackie. Yeah, the last couple of times I've been able to get on with Jackie. So hi, Jackie. And uh, just happy <laughs> to have uh, everybody here that's tuning in. And uh, it's going to be a great show. It is going to be a great show. I'm really excited that we have all of us here because it's just like all the conversations we have behind the scenes. We're bringing it right to you guys. And Mario, we'll go to you next. Good morning, Node Defender. Happy to have you. Good morning. Happy to be here. It's really good to be in a place full of Goliaths. I can't wait for the show. And, <laughs> and I can't wait to see what this is going to unravel. So many Goliaths in one room. So guys, I'm, I'm st it's a work in progress, right? So we went from Joyful Jackie to the Junior Goliath. I'm sure it will evolve. So we'll go to Jackie next. Good morning, Jackie. How are you? I'm great. I'm less intimidating by the day. <laughs> no, I love the nicknames, guys. Keep them coming. They're cute. That's awesome. They will keep coming, so I can promise you that. And Mr. Johnny Crypto, good morning, Johnny. How are you? Good morning, everybody. How are you today? My name is Johnny Crypto with a K. I'm wishing you all a good day. I'm always happy to be here with my brothers, but it's super exciting to be here with... Sure. The jet setting, jogger nutting, Junior Goliath herself, the joyful one, Jackie of all trades. Jackie, I'm so happy to be here with you today. All right. Woohoo. We got a great show. 
It's going to be awesome. And so if you guys like Jackie's nickname, please smash that like button and go follow Jackie at the 3T Warrior account channel. With that being said, we're going to hop into the Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index. We've climbed out of the extreme fear range and we're back in the low fear. We're showing a 27 here. I know I want to get some comments from the group, so I'll just toss it around quickly. Open floor to anyone who has any comments. What are some of your thoughts when you see us in the low end of the fear spectrum? It's honestly, it, this, this is crazy opportunity. We've been staying like in the fear, extreme fear for so long. It's like those people that are looking to accumulate, you know, not to say that it can't go lower, but you know, you can't go wrong with accumulation when you zoom out. This Totally. I honestly don't like it when it starts to go back up towards greed. I hate that. I like, I get anxious when it starts to go back up towards greed. Cause I'm like, Oh freak. Like what's going to happen. You know, I like when it stays down. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm always looking at when we go up into that range. I'm like, crap, should I be taking profit right now? Gonzo, what are some of your thoughts? Yeah, like uh, like Jackie was saying, uh, you know, we like it better when it's extreme fear because it just it's it's easier to execute our plan, right? Because we're just dollar cost averaging into the projects that we like. But then as that needle starts to go, we start having to make that decision. Okay, am I going to hit my exit price and then you know selling? So definitely, totally. And Johnny, if you have any comments before we hop into the prices for the day. Like I say, just replace the word fear with buy and the word greed with sell and you'll know what to do. Obviously, we're always fearful of selling too soon. But at the end of the day, if you're selling when it's green, you never lose money if you're taking profits. Amen. And yeah. with that being said, we're at $1.8 trillion in global market cap today with Bitcoin sitting just above 42% dominance. We're above that $40,000 range, which is really exciting because we saw that huge bullish candle come in a couple days ago. And then we had a quick regression, but we're continuing that bullish momentum. We've got Ethereum sitting at exactly 2800 today. XRP just below $0.80. Cents. Solano just below $90. Cardano is still in a great buying range, in my personal opinion. We've got an $0.84 cent Cardano. And I'm going to scroll down to XLM here because we're going to start covering that on a daily basis. XLM sitting below 90 cents, another possible great opportunity to be accumulating. A lot of what's going on now may be looked at in retrospect as a great buying opportunity. So I'd love to just get some comments on the market and we can start off with Jackie. Did that say 18 cents on XLM? Yes, oh my gosh. Wow. I, I, that shocked me. I have not looked at that price in a while. Right. That's wild. Man, I need to start picking some of that back up. I haven't bought that in a long time. Um, yeah, I prices look good to me, guys. I I mean, yeah, they're a lot further down, but that's great. I'm keep waiting for a paycheck to come in so I can throw it back in. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but all my I was gonna say, I don't know about you guys, but all my paychecks going to crypto. So <laughs> yes. And so a couple other currencies I'd like to mention are we've got Quant sitting at $115. And I know we have a lot of HBAR holders here. So we've got HBAR back above 20 cents. And we're going to talk about Sandbox later in the episode as HSBC has partnered with them. And since that partnership, we've seen some pretty good price accumulation. And we're going to dive deep into that later. But you can see this huge breakout from about $2.70 all the way up to about $3.30. The Metaverse coins are here to stay. And we're seeing big institutions buying, buying these technology and getting involved in the forefront any comments from the rest of the group? I guess I'll start with Johnny Crypto on just market sentiment as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I think the market is kind of trying to figure out which direction it wants to go. We got some news from the Fed yesterday. The market's never like uncertainty, right? So now the now now the news is out there. We kind of know where they want to go. So I think overall now it's just going to be a matter of the market figuring out where we're headed. So 
there is some thought that, you know, we're heading into the bear market. And then there's the other side of the coin where you hear a lot of people saying we're actually setting up for a bull run of 2022. So it's going to be very interesting. I, I don't think we're going to have a four year bear market. Personally, that's my own opinion. I think that uh, maybe we, we will start to see uh, the bull start to turn its head around because it's been kind of bearish for a while. Hans, did you have a comment? Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, I think um, sometimes a lot of investors are, are looking for like that trend reversal in the market or that confirmation of the trend reversal. But, uh, you know, I, I'm a little bit different. Uh, I'm I'm dollar cost averaging out. You know, I, when you see like XLM uh, below 20 cents, we saw HBAR yesterday below 20 cents that when there's blood in the streets, that that's when I'm doing my dollar cost averaging. Uh, and I know it's a little bit riskier. You know, again, we go back to having your own investment thesis and, and what kind of investor you are. Um, and that's important so that you can make these decisions, but yeah. Yeah. And we're definitely getting a coiling up process happening with XRP. I know we talked about that before the stream, but for, for me specifically on Bitcoin, I'm looking for us to break that $43,000 range and really show us that we're going back into a bullish momentum because trend is our friend, right? And before we hop into our first article, I'd love to show all of our viewers. This is our team's three T warrior. Good morning. Crypto channel on Twitter, where you get access to all of us. You'll see some of the reactions that we have with Coach JV, some of the information we're diving into on a daily basis. And also, it's a good chance to just interact with us and ask questions. So please go and follow us. Also, whoop, are you guys getting my screen right now? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, we yep. see it. Yes. And so also, please go and follow our account because we're going to bring you tons of great content. Now, with that being said, I'll go into our first article. The Fed has raised rates, guys. We had a conversation about this on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We knew this was coming. And the Fed anticipates ongoing increases for the foreseeable future. So for the first time since the onset of the, of the C-19 pandemic, the Federal Reserve announced that its benchmark interest rate from will go up from zero to a quarter of a percent. Not much drastic change. Johnny Crypto even predicted that this was priced into the market. But the implications for the U.S. economy are highly uncertain. Nobody knew how the market was going to react. And we had had open discussions about this on our platform where we had Andrew Cashflow and Mario saying that they didn't believe they would be printing extra money and me and Johnny Crypto saying that they would. So I guess me and Johnny Crypto are just smarter than Mario and Andrew. I guess that's just the way it works. <laughs> I think it's time to collect some bets. We need to bet some uh, shit coins or something on this, I think, uh, in the future. Yes, guys, we've decided that we're going to start betting Shiba Inu. I am putting a million Shiba Inu up on our next bet, so stay tuned. If there's a hot topic, we will be placing Shiba Inu, also known as shit coins. But hey, that, that, that chart looks really nice on Shib. I don't know if you want to do that. <laughs> so, Jackie, hey, I'm more than willing to give it up. If you got a good prediction, they're all yours. So I just want to say one last thing. The Federal Reserve post-meeting statement also discussed reducing the central bank's balance sheet going forward, and that's something that can be extremely bearish. These interest rates... The market's open to react how they'd like, and they have the opportunity to price things in. But when the Federal Reserve begins offloading assets, that's going to affect all markets, from housing markets to stocks to assets in general. I'd love to start with Gonzo. Gonzo, what were some of your thoughts when you're seeing this article? Well, you know, I'm, I'm not a big, like, economist. You know, I'm just going from, like, uh, you know, what I research and what I read and stuff. I know that there's going to be six more um, rate hikes uh, over the next few months. I think it comes out to every month and a half. And I think by the end, they want to be somewhere about like 1.9 or something like that. Yeah. But when I look at all this, uh, like, you know, overall, like I get the concept, right, that they're printing money, liquidity goes into the market. Now they're raising the rates because they're trying to pull liquidity out. But what I think of is the middle class. I think this is just moving us closer um, to eradicating the middle class. And coaches talked about this, but things like this, um, 
that's kind of what I think about is that we're going to get less and less uh, of the middle class as it gets eradicated. Yes. And, and we are going to move into a, oops, sorry. And it's also Go going to, you know, affect the housing market as well, right? If the, if the Fed starts unloading its balance sheet and it's been buying up properties and, and things like that, typically you'll see the housing market itself take a hit now you know if you're a holder if you're a landlord or something you know it's not necessarily a bad thing if you don't have to sell but if you're planning on selling your house you probably should do it right now and then rent for a little bit because the houses will drop and then you'll be able to pick it up at a, a much better price but uh, yeah so i yeah. think i'll start to see that soon mortgage interest rates have already gone up right yeah they've already gone up mm -hmm. um i think around like they're four point something percent now uh, and then, but the prices of houses haven't gone down. They're still kind of up there. So we'll it's, see how that plays out. Yeah, it's a lag effect. So you're going to get right. the interest rates going to go up first, right? And then, and then naturally by design, once the interest rates go up, people can afford less house. So the housing, you know, will tend to lag and then follow behind because those sellers still want that high price, but they don't realize they ain't getting it no more because interest rates have gone up and people can't afford the buying power has gone down. So prices have to naturally fall down and they will. They tend to lag anywhere from like three to six months behind behind, behind the rate increases. So I think we'll see that coming uh, shortly. That's and honestly, like I, if if I could give if I could give people you know listeners some advice is that if we do end up having this this leg up, you know whether it be from Bitcoin or alts, um, take profits because you know you things don't. It's all looking like things are going to get worse before they get better as far as inflation and as far as, you know, interest rates and all that. And as just Johnny was just discussing, you know, if you're, if you've got a house that you need to sell or that you want to sell, you should probably do it now. Um, but you know, as far as the crypto uh, space is concerned, I would just advise people to take profits. Don't miss out on those, on, on the opportunities and yeah, take profits so that you could be okay when that, when the bad time comes and then you're going to have great opportunities to, you know, to get into a house because the market, you know, is taking a tumble or whatever it is that you're trying to get into. You know, if you're sitting there and as Mario just said, take profits and you're wondering, how do I do that? That's really what we teach here at the Academy, right? It's all about creating an exit plan. How do you put yourself in a position? How do you create a, a game plan? Like as if you're playing football, right? These coaches, they plan to play a game. Baseball players, right? There's a plan. Basketball, there's a plan. Why wouldn't you have a plan with, with one of the most important things that you need to survive, which is your money, right? So get an exit plan. Put it out there, lay it on paper. You don't have to follow exactly to the T, but but start putting it in your head so that when you start to see these prices, you now have an idea of what do I do? What am I going to do when it hits, you know, if XRP hits $1, if XRP hits $1.50, if XRP hits $2, what am I doing? How much am I selling? Start thinking that. So here at the Academy, we teach all that stuff here. Uh, and we've got tools to help create an exit strategy as well as being able to show you what coaches is. So come and check that out. Definitely, Johnny. And prior to admitting that inflation was transitory, the Fed wasn't planning on bringing in any rate hikes in 2022. I can remember all the way until the end of quarter two in 2021, they weren't even admitting that inflation was here to stay. And now they're buying in full, saying that they're going to bring seven interest rate hikes and they're going to offload their balance sheets to remove some of the liquidity from the market and, and offset some of the massive inflation that's taking place. Jackie, we haven't heard from you yet. What are some of your thoughts on something like this? Um, I mean... We knew it was going to come eventually. This is kind of the only way to balance out, um, you know, the high inflation. You you got to raise interest uh, rates. So, I mean, we knew it was going to come. As far as when, that was that was kind of the question. So, 
So, I mean, it's not really a huge shock. How the markets reacted, I think that was a little bit of a shock um, to me. I thought so. Yep. Um, I'm kind of just laughing because I got a bike for Christmas. My my parents got me a bike and I took that out for the first time yesterday. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to be saving a lot of money on gas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, bikes are necessary now. I, I, you know, and I, I, yeah, I wanted to add to that, uh, what Mario said to prepare. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things you can do, whether it's, you know, taking taking profits on the next leg up. There's, there's going to be a lot of different narratives pushed um, in the future, I believe, in my opinion. Uh, we've talked about this as a team. Uh, you know, supply chain, food shortages might be a narrative that's being pushed in the future. So... If anything, um, I grew up in a family that, you know, they they always, you know, they were always prepped whether it was a crazy sentiment or not. So that's just, you know, something that I would just advise other people, whether it's just, you know, a, a food storage of, of a week or something, you know, just get yourself prepared because who thought toilet paper was going to run out in the stores? <laughs> when, when COVID, you know, you know that, yeah, right. I mean, it's such a joke and it was such a joke then and, and it's a joke now, but honestly, like there was a week or two that went by that freak. We, we had to like scrounge for toilet paper around here. So, I mean, it's going to get more serious where it is, you know, something, whether it's food or something like that. So definitely stay prepared guys. Cause you don't know, you don't know the next thing that is going to hit. And with so much uncertainty right now, that's typically the best time to be buying. When we had a great comment here from Edward Hill, where he says, I bought XRP at 24 cents diamond hands. Exactly guys. And when was the last time XRP was 24 cents? When the news of the lawsuit came that the sec was going to be suing ripple, that price plummeted and coach JV came on his channel and said, guys, and I know Johnny crypto always talks about this guys. This is the opportunity to buy in, double down, because we're correct here. And we've been proven correct ever since. We've done a 4X since that 17 cent bottom, even with this lawsuit going on. So you can only imagine what's going to happen when that tension is released. And I'd love to show a chart and get comments from the group. Jackie, you said you weren't expecting the markets to react the way they did, and neither did I, to be honest. The NASDAQ was liking the press conference from the Federal Reserve yesterday. We got a great tweet from TMX Trades where he shows how the markets responded with huge green candles after the news. So it's one of those typical events where it's the opposite, right? We say buy the rumor, sell the news. Well, this is a situation where people sold the rumor, bought the news. So there, it's it's the opposite. I'm, I may not have phrased that correctly, but it's the opposite of typical sentiment. And I'd love to go back to Johnny Crypto for some thoughts. Yeah, I think, you know, this is one of those situations where there are certain times where it's just the opposite when you want to when you want to buy the rumor and sell the news and when when the news when uncertainty news is known but the outcome isn't right that's where you can start to see people positioning themselves but this is one of those times where i've seen in the past as you're tracking what the fed is going to do they can they can shake a market they can shake that thing <laughs> where where the, the all the leaves fall off the tree right so they'll shake people in and out of it. And in this case, uh, that, that was just exactly what was going to happen. People were waiting to see if the Fed was going to deliver on the expectations that were set, which in this case was, you know, a quarter point. And if they had hit a quarter point, we were going to see the market kind of do its own thing and kind of stay normal. If they raised too high, it would have gone down. It would have crashed. And if they didn't raise at all, it probably would have gone up even higher. But we, we saw kind of just the normal every day. Okay, yep, that's what we thought was going to happen. The market had already baked this stuff don't forget people in the market they're, they're, they're always two to three months ahead right so it's always forward looking so so i'm not surprised i kind of expected that's exactly what would happen is people got got that behind them 
They know where it's going. And now we're going to start to see where the new levels shift, where the new uh, support and resistance levels are based on, you know, the next five or six uh, rate hikes that are coming. So makes sense. I wasn't surprised. I was glad to see the Fed did what everybody expected them to do and not rattle everything up. So it's, it's true, Johnny. I mean, we, at least for me, I mean, I know that, you know, we were all expecting this to happen since the beginning of the year. It's been, you know, the topic of the town when it comes to like crypto and whether we're going to go up, whether we're going to go down. We knew that um, there was a lot of talks about the the Fed increasing the rates. I just my my thought process for saying that it probably wouldn't happen now was just because of all the stuff that's going on in the world. Um, but, you know, it's happened. And like Johnny said, it was most likely already priced into the market. That's why we saw the opposite of what the sentiment was kind of expected to be. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not taking just, just to reiterate what we were talking about earlier. I'm not going to be doing any bets because I, I'm not going to bet against all these Goliaths in this room. So <laughs> I know I'll lose. So I'm definitely not betting any crypto. <laughs> Come on, we want that sheep. We want that sheep. Gonzalez <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, did you guys have any closing comments here? Uh, I just had a kind of a, a funny comment uh, hearing Johnny talk about uh, how sometimes when the Fed makes an announcement, it manipulates the market. Uh, crypto Wendy made a, a comment about that uh, the SEC and Gensler should investigate the Fed for manipulating the market <laughs> and making it crash and pump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should, they should, the problem is they're investigating themselves. That's the problem, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Not guilty, Jackie. Yeah. What's your next comment? <laughs> um, I was just going to add to what uh, Johnny Crypto was saying about the new support and resistances uh, yes. that will be set. I definitely, I see that happening, kind of. I think it's going to be a slow game um, from here on out. I just think that we're going to slowly, you know, set a new support and resistance. Um, again, that is speculative. Nothing, nothing confirmed, but that I can see that definitely playing out. We, you know, we might just range here from, you know, low, low 40s up into mid 40s with Bitcoin, things like that. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, definitely interesting. And we always talk about how those institutions were buying at that $30,000 range. And we haven't seen anything below that. Even in July, when we tested 29K, huge buying opportunity. Johnny Crypto, closing comments? Yeah, just so remember this, guys. When If you look at the big spikes that we got in the market two years ago when everything happened, that was the turning on of the of the floodgates where the Fed was printing like crazy, right? And they opened the floodgates, a ton of money's coming out. That money's got to go somewhere and people typically won't invest it. So now just the opposites are happening right the floodgates have been turned off uh, we kind of know we got in rate in hike uh blah, rate hikes coming up and increases so now i don't really expect me personally to see anything any kind of euphoric big monster bull runs because that kind of money's just not out there right now the money's being pulled back in so now you're going to see probably more of just a natural growth of this is where typically fundamentals start to come into play again, where the market started to get a little more rational and you start to see uh, stocks that, you know, should rise based on what they're performing and doing. And for the crypto market, same thing. I don't think you're going to see a monster euphoric uh, bull run that we, you know, that we've seen in the past because that money's just not out there, but that's yet to be said only because where it's a little different is it's so new of a market. It's so small, right? One and a half or two trillion. So there could still be money that shifts, Rather than new money coming in, it could be money shifting from out of the stock market and into crypto because crypto technologies, you know, as people start to become more aware of it, it becomes more mainstream. That's where I think we'll see the next flood of money that pushes uh, crypto to the next level. So that's what we need to keep our eyes on. I agree with that. And crypto is still so small, right? Like 
in per, to give perspective, BlackRock's got $10 trillion under management. Apple's got a $3 trillion evaluation. The Fed literally pumped into BlackRock $2 trillion to say, hey, go, go inflate these markets. Go purchase things. We're going to fund you because of these unique circumstances. If nobody has any more comments, I'd love to hop into the next article. But Gonzo, it looked like you had something? No. Perfect. Okay, cool. I think we covered it. Yep. Our next article is Saudi Arabia reportedly considering accepting the yuan instead of the dollar in oil sales. So guys, I made in highlights last night, but for some reason they went away. So these are just impromptu highlights I've got here. The two nations have intermediately discussed the matter for six years, but, this, but these conversations have really picked up in 2022 because of these crazy circumstances. China is working against us. There's no other way to put it in. It's no secret, clearly. But nearly 80% of all global sales are, pr are priced in dollars. And now the Chinese yuan is infringing on that market and starting to piece off their own, their own portion. So the U.S. dollar has lost 86% of its value since 1971 when we detached from the gold standard. And as these use cases continue to go into other currencies, whether it's crypto or the yuan or a CBDC, we continue to lose value. And it's happening quicker than ever. Let's go around the group and get some comments. We'll start with Mario. What are some of your thoughts? Uh, the first thought that's popping in my head right now is it, it almost feels like the U.S. is letting this happen. I mean, I, well, the world is letting this happen. But, you know, the U.S. being the powerhouse that we know that it is, it, it, it just I don't I don't understand why they're just letting themselves fall behind and just letting China take over. And, you know, they keep seeing China to, to go back into crypto. You know, they, they've been seeing China just actively working on a CBDC and nothing has been done from the U.S. side as far as that's concerned. Now, all of a sudden, we had the executive order, which addressed finally, you know, a positive a positive address on crypto. So let's see what that comes out with. But it just almost feels like everyone's in on it. That's 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 how it feels to me. Yeah, I can agree with what Maria is saying. That's what, that's how I felt um, when I when I saw that. I mean, we've talked about that on this channel before, kind of that slow um, transition of of the powerhouse turning over to China. I mean, it's it's coming. It's definitely coming. This is. I mean, it's not a new narrative that that we haven't been familiar with. Other people that are you know kind of in the know, like with crypto and. And what's going on in the world? I've, I mean, I've been hearing this narrative that China will soon, you know, be the world power, and you know, we're starting to kind of see that play out. So I definitely agree uh, with what Mario's saying. Also, want to give a shout out to what is it? Who is what's his name? Just my two, just my two Satoshis from Board Apes um, XRP Club. Welcome, nice. to have you here. Welcome to the family. Yeah. So there's one more quote I want to read yeah. before we keep going, and it's while while the country plans to maintain the dollar for its majority of its oil trading, a shift by the Saudis could create a domino effect for China's other major oil suppliers, such as Russia, Anglo, and Iraq, meaning once the Saudis take this initiative, other countries are going to follow, and that's just terrible for the dollar and great for China. We see China leading in CBDCs. We see China leading in supply chain, and now we're seeing China take over in the denomination of oil sales. These are historic times, and it's probably the easiest time in the world to make money and the hardest time to stay sane. So with that being said, we'll go to Gonzo. Yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, the, the politics of it. So China's taking advantage of the strained relations between Saudi Arabia and the U.S., right? Um, and so you can start to see this narrative where, um, you know, China is now getting together with Russia and everything that's going on with that. Now we have Saudi Arabia. And so you start to see, like what Coach was talking about with the, the video with Ray Dalio, uh, you can start to see that transition of the U.S., uh, losing its um, world power, right? 
and then China moving up. And we're going to see how that plays out. Uh, but, you know, if you look at history, uh, uh, this is it's kind of expected. Right. All, all these things that are going on and all these moves are just devaluing the dollar. Right. And so that we end up where we all know it's the one world currency or maybe even um, the yuan being uh, replacing the dollar as as the uh, world currency. Right. You can see that start to happen. Yeah. At the end of the day, when you take a step back, you have to zoom out and you when you do your research and you learn what the game plan is, what the elites want to do. When you understand what the overall game plan is, then this is all nothing here is a surprise. This is all by design. Every single thing you see happening is, is the U.S. relinquishing power turning it over to China. China will be the world superpower probably by 20, uh, by 2033, they're saying. They will be the number one superpower in the world. We we are turning that over. But the elites are smart. They know that people resist change. They never do anything fast. This is like turning the Titanic. This thing's going to turn extremely slow. And when you do it slowly, guess what happens? You don't realize change happens. And then the next thing you know, <laughs> you, know you thought you were here, but holy shit, you're all the way over there because they shifted the playing field on you but they did it so slowly you didn't even realize it happened and that's what's happening little dominoes here a little bit here a little bit there a little bit there so what do you see today now so first you've got you know russia's going to move off of uh start working in gold and now you got these guys saying oh we're going to drop the everybody you're going to get little pieces everybody here is going to start to drop the dollar and next thing you know it's going to be a major domino effect and the dollar is going to be gone and then they're going to talk about crypto and that's going to be the thing. But that's all going to push us to the overall agenda of getting us to a one world currency and then getting control. Because one world currency means it's easy to control everybody. Right. Imagine, that, you, know, you know, imagine 200 countries and you got to control them all. And how do you do that when they have 200 different currencies? Well, it's a lot easier when it's just one. Right? And that's, that's I actually, Johnny, I have a rebuttal here. So I, I think it's going to be a different sort of system where they use a one world taxation program as opposed to a one world currency. So they'll institute these CBDCs. And then come out with a standard that all of them have to follow. But there'll be tons of different central bank digital currency programs running on different rails. So it won't just be on XRP or on XLM. There'll be different segments, but they're taxed at the same rate. They're regulated in the same way. And that's how we get a one world global currency without saying, hey, guys, everyone use the Chinese CBDC. No, we just need them using a CBDC protocol, period. doesn't matter who's in charge because once we can tax and regulate everyone in the same way, we create that global economy and borderless economies. Yeah. Just, just think, though, at the end of the day, the whole game is to bring it. You've got 200 of these things, and now you're trying. If you get it to five, that's way better than 200, right? And it's getting closer to their overall game. How do you get into that? So whatever that control looks like, right? They're just moving us closer to that plan. So don't be surprised when you hear things like that. Don't be surprised when you hear the U.S. losing more and more power, falling behind. It's done by pro We are the innovators, the number one innovators in the world, and we're not focusing on cryptocurrency. Come on. You don't think we have the smartest people in the world here? Of course we do. But there makes being, no sense. We're being held back, right? And that's, it's on purpose. That's, I mean, that's the great connection. I mean, what was it? Just last week? Was it last week we were just talking about China being the number one, um, you know, innovator on the CBDCs? They've been working on it for years. Yep. And then all of a sudden you see now um, Saudi Arabia is switching to the one, you know, that's I mean, it's the connections. They're very subtle, but that's I mean, that's the connection you have to make there. That It's slowly transitioning over. Yep. yep. I completely so the question, agree. So the question you yeah. ask yourself, if you're sitting in there, what do you do about it? Right. Well, mm -hmm. 
I mean, there's not a, there's the, the only things you can do is a get your mindset right, right? Create your own reality. Don't let it affect you, because the world is still going to be here at the end of the day, right? It's just how do you how do you survive in that new playing field, right? And you and you and there's there's two ways you could either let it negatively negatively affect you or positively affect you. And what's great about the academy here is once you have all these people in this room and you can talk about these ideas together you start to realize that there's always two outcomes and you can, you can, you can manifest which one you want. Right. And so that's what we do here. Think positively. There are ways crypto will be a way to help us get past it. You know, gold, silver, food, all those different things, um, becoming more self-sustainable, growing your own food, having your own garden, things like that. Almost kind of, it's weird. It's almost like going backwards in time to some degree. It's almost the way, you know, if you want to survive, I think the way, where the future is going. Totally. And Jackie, you're, you're spot on. Last week, we did cover that China's using the yuan right now at the Olympics, and they're doing about $2 million, or sorry, $300,000 $300, of volume every day using that currency. And it's retail. It's not banks. It's They're letting people like us test this technologies in certain places. So we're getting left behind. And this is what, it doesn't make me afraid. I actually think it's part of the agenda. It's part of Agenda 2030. The World Economic Forum has said that China will be the leader. And I know Johnny has another comment, so I'll kick it to him. Yeah, I just want to call out uh, Jamanta there, Faz. You know, I, I see the comment out there with her talking about when she tries to talk to her siblings about this, she gets the weird looks. I just want to say, Jamanta, I know the feeling. You know, about 5% of people in the world that actually know what's going on. And when you try to tell the other 95%, or when you try to tell your own loved ones and family members, they look at you like you're a freaking nut job. So uh, I know your pain. I feel it. But listen, here's what I'm going to encourage you to do. Continue to spread the light, continue to be the one making people aware. Because at the end of the day, what happened was I started telling my family this in 2008 and they thought I was freaking nuts. And what happened was everything I started telling them started happening in 2012 and 2014 and 20, all up to 20. They're like, holy shit. Everything you said now, all of a sudden now I'm the guru. And I was like, Hey, tell us what's happening next. So before I went from the, you know, the nut job where nobody wanted to talk to you, this freaking kid, he's crazy. And now it's like, Oh my God, tell me what to do. They're all over you. So keep, keep, um, Keep fighting the fight. Keep spreading the word. Keep believing, and you'll you will be able to affect somebody's life. You'll be able to help your family members, put them in a better position. So uh, don't don't give up on that. And uh, if they look at you weird, oh well, just, just keep trying. You can join That's our really free Discord too, right? You can join our free Discord and you and be around like minded people, and you can start there too. Yeah, that really helps. That's a great point. Yes, and and. Sorry if I'm pronouncing this incorrectly, but Jamanta, I went through the exact same thing with my family. And what happened over the past two or three years is they went from giving me those weird looks to understanding what I'm saying, to getting interest, to shifting their focus. And now I'm surrounded by like-minded individuals. So I want to let you know you're not alone. And we're evidence that that's just part of the process of growth. You go through these moments of real discomfort, but I promise you there are people who are listening to what you're saying. And there are people who are taking the things you're saying seriously, not only because it's relevant, but because you're going to be proven correct. So Gonzo, did you have one more comment? Oh, sorry. I keep doing that. No, too. it was just a it was a free Discord. <laughs> I, I I've got to like uh, get my uh, my facial expressions like no, because usually I think you can usually tell when I want to talk because I start nodding my head and I smile. Yeah. And so I gotta be like. <laughs> I think I know. I think I know why this is happening. It's gotta be because he's the Goliath. It's just too much. Right? The junior yeah. Goliath and usually, the king Goliath. We'll, we'll flip that. Sorry, Jackie. Stop talking. <laughs> That's what it is. Queen, I'll take a queen. 
Queen Goliath. Let's Queen, yes, Queen Goliath. I like that. Queen. Perfect. See, guys, we're improving live on stream. These are the conversations we're having, the important conversations. Let's hop into our next article. HSBC joins JP Morgan in betting on the metaverse future that could be worth trillions. What really stuck out to me about this article is not only that HSBC partnered with Sandbox, which is the sand token, and we saw that big price appreciation up 11% on the day. But when you scroll down here, you see JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, and Morgan Stanley are all publicly adopting this stuff and saying, Morgan Stanley even went as far to say that the metaverse projects alone will be worth $8 trillion just in China, not the global economy, not included in the United States, $8 trillion in China alone. So I'm going to kick it to anybody in the group. Actually, let's start with Mario. This is amazing to me, and this really stuck out. What are some of your thoughts? Honestly, this this is a perfect example of hypocrisy. And I actually commented yesterday on Johnny Crypto when he posted this on Twitter. I remember, I, I, I'm not going to get the timing right, but I want to say like six months ago, HSBC was literally blocking their, their clients from transacting with anything that was crypto related. And I remember this specifically because my, my dad lives in the UK and HSBC is one of the biggest banks there. So he banks with them and he was having trouble cashing out into his bank account from, from a crypto exchange like crypto.com. And he was having the same trouble just purchasing crypto using his HSBC account. And this guys, <laughs> they're now buying into the metaverse. So they're telling you, you can't do something, but then in the background, they're doing the exact opposite. So again, like, like, like Johnny Crypto keeps saying, switch fear into buy and switch greed into sell. It's just the opposite. Just do the opposite of what these guys keep doing and do your research and you're, you're well in the way of, of, of being, you know, well positioned. Yeah. Yes. At the end of the day, it's yeah. so funny that when you look at the way the markets work, I learned this early in the 2000s where I kept losing my money in the stock market. And I'm like, why the hell do I keep losing my money? I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I got an E-Trade account. I started buying and selling and losing. And I'm like, and then I realized like, holy shit, all I have to do is the opposite of what I've been thinking. And I actually could make money in the market, but I couldn't freaking do it. It's so goddamn hard to do the opposite <laughs> of what you think. It's it's impossible, right? <laughs> so that, that's what caused me to start digging deep. And in 2008, figured the whole goddamn thing out. Like, holy shit, now I know. <clears throat> so at some point, at the end of the day, coach says this all the time too. Don't do what the billionaires say. Do what the billionaires do, right? So these guys, they're telling you, you know, they're not getting, no, don't get involved in this. You can't do this. You can't do that. Meanwhile, they're doing it, right? So at the end of the day, you always do. And now what we learned is the media, guys. I hate to tell this to you. Everybody out there, listen, I hate to tell you. If you think the media is truthful, <laughs> just go look who else. There's six people that own all the goddamn media channels in the world. So it's very easy to tell you one thing. So what I tell all my family members, whatever you hear the media saying, do the opposite because that's the truth. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, it's so true that you're just being manipulated the elites have bought everything up and now they control everything and they can brainwash you. So if you do the opposite, you'll find you'll be much better. And yeah, you're right, Mario, the hypocrisy, it's off the fucking charts. I got one more quote I want to read here where it says, HSBC is getting involved in Sandbox because the bank will be buying a plot of digital land in the virtual world that centers on sports, esports, and gaming. So we're seeing a banking institution go into the metaverse space to take advantage of the gaming protocol. That's very interesting. Their whole goal is to create potential, sorry, we see great potential to create new experience through these emerging platforms. Jackie, you've got a broad spectrum of knowledge on all this stuff, whether it's NFTs or metaverse. I'd love to hear your opinion. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, I, I kind of, I mean, you know that they are 
on the front end of the line of this, just because I, I mean, the hypocrisy comment that Mario was saying at all, every single one of them, not just, um, not just H what is it? HBC, HSBC, HSBC. HSBC. Sorry. That, that slipped my mind. HSBC, but JP Morgan, um, Brian Moy, Moy, what's his name? The, the CEO of Bank of America, Mohiman or whatever. I'm not sure. I mean, they're all they're all the same. They're all the same. They weren't allowing their employees, their employees of the banks, they weren't allowing to invest into crypto um, some time ago, you know. And then all of a sudden, it's coming out that they themselves own it. So it's just, yeah, it's it, it doesn't shock me at all. I actually love. Um, I'm smiling at this article because I have a little story. Um, I love hearing when banks are investing into crypto or in the metaverse or whatever, they're jumping in behind it because I went on a date with a guy. This is funny. I went on a date with a guy like two years ago and I was like so shy to start talking about crypto and stuff like that. And, and kind of telling that that was one of my hobbies because, you know, you always get the weird looks, even now people are giving you weird looks and they think that you're just kind of like throwing your money away. Cause you're, you know, it's, it's fake. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so I was I was kind of telling him like, okay, I'm really interested in this, and and I it's totally coming, and you know, kind of giving this huge narrative of what's going on in the world and when this is going to come about. And he worked for Bank of America, and so you know, he obviously he wanted to be a financial advisor, and so his nose was turned up and was like, no, this isn't going to happen. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like all this. <laughs> well, needless to say, he's not around anymore. But <laughs> so I. I honestly, I, I knew that him. was coming. <laughs> he wasn't around a long time ago, <laughs> but I love to see articles like this because now it's coming out. And every time I get this little like gratification inside, like, whoa. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's awesome, Jackie. Yeah. And I knew, I knew after that story, I'm like, that's not the one for Jackie, but Gonzo, I'll kick it to you now. <laughs> that's a great story. Yeah. I mean, everybody's right. The, the hypocrisy is huge, but um, just taking it, as the value of the story, right? Or just the information, um, this pushes, um, not the narrative, but money into the space. It kind of legitimizes the metaverse, right? Cause you got these guys inside sandbox and, you know, I'm invested in sandbox. I think in some exchanges it went up 13%. Um, but you know, this is what we're looking for. Uh, JP Morgan, what they did with Decentraland, uh, Visa buying crypto punks, all of these banks, um, and all these old legacy, uh, financial systems are starting to move into the space. Um, and, and this is how we start to get money into it. You know, uh, them buying land um, and them investing in NFTs. Um, this is how we start to kind of legitimize the metaverse uh, and, and cryptocurrency. It feeds that narrative. I just wanted to add real quick to the to the hypocrisy comment that I made earlier that if we look back and we look at what JP Morgan did with, with the Federal Reserve, right? And then... Um, not too long ago, JP Morgan was saying that Bitcoin was and cryptocurrency was a scam. And now JP Morgan is heavily involved with consensus, which is one of the, the founding structures of the biggest Web3 wallet in crypto, which is MetaMask. Yeah, that's, that's all I wanted to yep. say. Yep. Spot yeah. on, Mario. And yeah. I want to show one chart really quick, and then I'm going to kick it to Johnny. Selman Gee, a, a very foundational part of our academy and what we do here, pointed out this great price chart where he said, Sand just broke out of a four-month bearish trend. We're getting up. We're back testing this resistance here, and then I would ex I would expect 
continued price appreciation. But these are the types of things that we look for. Now, am I buying or selling based on this chart? Absolutely not. But I did already have a bag of sand sitting on the side. And I was very excited to get this news. So I wanted to bring this to our listeners. Johnny, I'll kick it to you. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. When I, when I, you know, in terms of the metaverse stuff, I'm super excited. As you all know, we formed a company called PCA, Phoenix Crypto Assets. And we actually invest in the metaverse and metaverse spaces. And we were doing it before these guys were telling everybody to do it. So it just goes to show you that it's just more confirmation <clears throat> that we're on the right track. We know where the future is. And all the big money is coming into that space. So it's no surprise here at all that you're just going to continue to start hearing that over the next five, six years. Companies getting into the metaverse, developing metaverse spaces, NFTs. Web 3.0. These are all words you're going to be hearing about for the next hundred years. Uh, it's going to drive the way the world operates for the next thousand years, maybe. So at the end of the day, it's just we're just so early and we're in the beginning of it. But I was super excited, Abs, to see that again. These guys are following in exactly what you know we figured out a few a few you know, about a year ago, right? Put yeah. that company together. So um, and so at some point we'll be able to offer that to our listeners here as well. Uh, to be able to invest, help, you know, invest with us in these metaverse spaces if you're not doing it on your own. But um, yeah, so that's super exciting there. Yeah. And if you guys are enjoying this conversation, please smash that like button and check out all of our content at the 3T Warrior Academy channel where you get access to Jackie, Gonzo, Johnny, and Mario, also known as the Node Defender. You can request a one-on-one. -on -one. We have weekly meetings. We have AMAs. So you get a real in-depth and personal experience when you're in there. I'm very excited for what we have, but with that being said, I'm going to shift gears and we're going to go to some XRP articles now that we got 15 minutes left. First thing I want to start off as is no surprises here. Ripple appoints a former Obama senior advisor to its board of directors. So now we've seen consecutive hirings by Ripple directly related to the United States government while they're being sued by the SEC. And what did this show me? If it wasn't already obvious that the SEC case was against Ripple is a sham, check out the two last appointees to their board. Both joined post the SEC lawsuit, both representatives of the U.S. government. I mean, there's not really much I can add here. It really speaks to itself, but we'll kick it to Jackie first, and then we'll go to Gonzo. What are some of your thoughts? Oh, man, I love to see it, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is scammy as far as the the narrative goes. I mean, people, people are still so fearful about the SEC case. And I mean, you see that volatility every time an announcement comes out or, or there's a meeting going to be had or whatever, but um, yeah, just following, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting in the same place I was back, I think two years ago when I bought it in, in December and then the SEC case came out and my brother was pissed at me, but I, I still, <laughs> I still held, um, which is, which is good. I mean, now that, now that, now that it's all unfolding this way, I mean, it's, it's just shedding more and more light and it's, it's good that I honestly, I love seeing stuff like this because it, you know, it just further and further confirms the fact that, everything's going to be okay. It's just a matter of time until all of this clears and, you know, they open the floodgates. So. Totally. Gonzo, what are some of your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I haven't been, so I think the last surprise uh, for their hire was probably Rosie Rios. And then after that, I, I realized, you know, these guys are going to keep doing things like that. They're going to keep hiring people that worked for the sec or people that were in the government to make those connections and to build that network. Um, it just makes me more bullish on Ripple and, and XRP. You start to understand that these guys have the inside track, right? They're building out that ecosystem and that network of people that are in the know. But we knew that already, right? We, we, we knew that already. It just confirms it more and more. 
And you brought up I the think- Rosarios news. Anybody who doesn't know who Rosarios is, go pull out a $100 bill and you can check the signature right there. That's who Rosie Rios is. Her signature's on every single $100 bill in circulation, especially the blue ones. Johnny Crypto. I think there's more people that work for, for, for more U.S. government employees that work for Ripple than they do for the U.S. government at this point, <laughs> which is actually a great thing if you're on Ripple. Obviously, they're pulling in people who have connections, right? When you pull somebody in like that, you do it for a reason. You do it because they have connections. And they've got connections into areas that you probably want to play in, whether it's through the SEC, to the U.S. government. So Ripple has always been well-connected to the World Economic Forum, right? So they're in the right things. And as they add more of these pieces, it just goes to show you, you know, they're, they're just wiggling their way, putting all the bright parts in place so that when the new quantum financial system happens, I would imagine that they've got, you know, they're, they're, they've got their ducks in a row and be able to have all those all that plumbing in place. Starts with the people. Yes. Absolutely. Mario, do you have any comments? Um, not really. I mean, I just I'll just say that the I feel like the SEC is in a really bad place right now. They're getting a lot of, you know, unwanted publicity <laughs> because everybody sees it for what it is. Everybody sees what they're doing. Uh, they're trying to get jurisdiction in in the market that I don't feel is is adequate for them to be having control over. So, um, yeah, I. I don't know. I, I don't see this. I don't see this this case planning out any other way besides a, a either either a settlement or a win for Ripple. You know, anything can happen, though. Sometimes the most obvious can, you know, the opposite can happen. But I really don't see it playing out any other way, just especially because of how even government officials have already stated how how the SEC is is just acting out of, you know, just- not making any sense. Just remember, at the end of the day, you're just watching a movie, and then every movie's got to have a good guy, it's got to have a bad guy. And they decide who gets to be the good guy and the bad guy, and then they just play it out, and we just get to be, uh, you know, the audience watching it. Yes, and if you guys have seen The Simpsons, you know who the bad guy is, and that's how I figured out that Gary Gensler was a bad guy, because his twin is the bad guy in the Simpsons episodes. I'm blanking on his name, but you know who I'm referring to. And I want to show you guys the price chart for XRP because there's always the conversation, right? Show me the chart. I'll tell you the news. And what do we see with XRP here? Last April, we went from 47 cents to $1.90 in 17 days. So when this thing is coiled up and ready to move, it explodes. And now what do we have here? We have a hyper-suppressed cryptocurrency coiling up after it's back-tested. It's creating higher lows. And we're getting to this point of hyper-suppression. If we break that 88 cent range, I would anticipate a massive breakout, not only well above a dollar, but we could continue that bullish momentum and create a new high well above $2. I wouldn't go as far as to say it's going to break the all-time high is 360. I'd need to address the sentiment and the narrative at the time. But if we do get a resolution and we do get a bunch of relistings, get ready for that quick explosion. And I'd love for our listeners to be prepared to take profits. So any closing comments before I hop into our next Ripple article? Yeah, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, you're right. You know, we're all we, Ripple. Obviously, XRP is being suppressed by the the you know SEC lawsuit. Uh, it's limited distribution because right now it's not on exchanges, right? So there's no doubt, Abs, that people of the big boys elites they're grabbing it here, and uh, I think we will see it unravel and hopefully you know springboard up once that comes out. I do want to touch on something that uh, Johnny Ripple said in the comments there about you know needing a fiat to work side by side with with digital um you know or, 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 as a hundred because a hundred percent digital economy um will spell the end of personal freedom well what you have to realize is that's what they want that's the plan that's where they're going 
we know what we want. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's going to happen. At the end of the day, yes, we want to see Fiat survive, but we know they don't want Fiat. They're trying to get rid of cash. Cash will be gone. Ten years probably won't even be able to, you know, you won't have cash anymore. It's going to be all digital at the end of the day. And it does, it isn't a great thing because I think, Abs, we talked about this. Once that happens and there's CBDCs out there, they can kind of control where you spend it. And what, you know, what are your essentials? What are non-essentials? We all agree that that's, this is not a good thing. What's coming is not good. The only reason why I think we, we feel it's somewhat good is because we've positioned ourselves into these technologies that are going to drive these future systems that are going to mean control. They're not good. They're evil. But if since you're going to get stuck and held down by these things, you might as well position yourself to gain off the infrastructure so hopefully you can break the chains and get out of it. But, but yeah, uh, Johnny Ripple, at the end of the day, we, we know the digital system in the long run is not necessarily a good thing. But how do you profit off of it to protect your family and create generational wealth? That's what we try to do here at the Academy. We take the bad and we turn it into good. We take the darkness, we turn it into light. We spin it and we, and we try to leverage uh, the things that are coming. So don't get yourself hung up on, oh, my God, this is going to be so bad. It's evil. It's the end of personal freedom. No, 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 no. You'll find a way to survive. When you understand the game, there's always an out. You just have to understand it. And then the light, the paths will come. I don't know what they are today, but as we see them come in front of us, like driving on the highway, you see the roads, you decide which road you're going to turn down when you get there. So uh, remain positive and good things will happen. Yes, Gonzo, I'm going to go to you next. I just want to roll into the next article. It is Ripple-related, so keep in mind all those comments. Ripple partner and Wells Fargo collaborating on a swift replacement. This is huge, guys. Can't reiterate this enough. The clearinghouse known as a Ripple partner company is working with Wells Fargo on a cross-border payment system. So what does that tell me? They're partnered with Ripple, the clearinghouses, and they're using Ripple's real-time payments, which uses XRP because it's instant settlement, instant transactions, this is historic, guys, and this is giving banks an opportunity to start shifting into that system. Gonzo, please tell us some of your thoughts, and then I'll deep dive into this article a little more. Yeah, so, um, I mean, we, we kind of already talked we, we talked about this in the past, right? SWIFT is a dying system that's going away, right? It doesn't matter how quickly they make it. It's still a messaging system, and all it can do is send data. So even if it sends that data in 10 seconds, it's still just sending data, and the money has to catch up days later. Right. That's why the technology is so awesome. The way I look at it is it's not just setting data, it's setting value. So it sends the information, the instructions and the money all at once. And it does it in a matter of seconds. So um, that's what we're moving into. Um, and that's why, you know, we're invested in the technologies that we're invested in. But yeah, super bullish. Right. Um, and but we knew when we when we invest in uh, XRP, this is what kind of we we foresaw. The only thing that I, I didn't like or that gives me a little bit of pause is, you know, already some, and we knew it was control, right? It's blockchain. Chain is in the word, is how it talks about $5,000, that they're going to cap it at 5000 even though the system can set up to 100000 Now, we don't know, are they doing that because it's kind of a test net kind of thing, or they're keeping it a small amount, um, and they're going to move it up later on? We don't know that, but that's the only concern right is already the kind of censorship of sending that money yep and sorry i just want to go into the details of this real-time payment system it says real-time postings immediate confirmation and secure two-way messaging services basically they're saying they're going to do everything swift does not only better but they're actually going to transfer the value it's not just going to be an accounting mechanism jackie we can go to you and then we'll follow up with mario and i just want to reiterate guys 
We do have a Robert Kinasaki article. It doesn't look like we're going to have time to get to it, but he does say some amazing stuff. So I'll make sure to bring it on the show tomorrow and have some comments on it from the entire group. With that being said, Jackie, hop right into this. Wells Fargo, man. I love seeing these bank articles. They just <laughs> they just add to that gratification inside. No, I actually think this is uh, very, very ironic. Yesterday, I was just in... Um, in the bike shop getting a chain for my bike so I could lock it up. But it was funny because he had, what was marked on the price was higher than, or it was lower than what it had rung up as. And so we pointed that out. Well, I pointed that out and he was like, Oh, you're right. So he needed to give a refund of like $5. It was something like that. Anyway. Um, the guy had come up to help him cause he was a new person on the register. And he was like, what the comment he had made was, well, you should, you'll see that in a couple of days on your statement. Um, he's like, isn't that so weird that we're right here conversing and we just, uh, you know, we refunded the money, but you'll, you'll probably see in a couple of days. And I looked at him and I was like, yeah, that is weird. It kind of sucks, huh? If only there was like a system that was, you know, it's so ironic that that happened yesterday. It totally just hit my, like came back into memory when we had touched on this article, but yeah, this is, this is kind of the exciting thing of, you know, how, how this will come to pass and how we can see immediate, you know, transactions through systems like this. Um, so it's good to see. Yeah. Jackie, you brought up such a good point. Like there's no conspiracy here, right? This technology needs to evolve. And so they need to start instantly transferring value and they need to evolve the messaging system to have more details so that they can figure out the marketing, right? They want to control payments. They want to figure out what's an essential good and what's an inessential good. I've read the CBDC protocols that the Federal Reserve put out and that's literally the foundation of what they're creating is categorizing what's essential and inessential and then allowing certain retail to have access and other retail investors will not have access to those technologies. Next article we're going to hop into is going to be on Instagram. Instagram is working on bringing NFTs to its platform in the near term, says Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg said Instagram plans to introduce NFTs, and he explained that Instagram users will be able to mint their NFTs as well using their platform. These are foundational changes. There's one last quote I want to read, and then I'm going to go to Mario first. I'm not ready to announce exactly what's going to be what's going to be today. But over the next several months, the ability to bring some of your NFTs in and hopefully over time mint these NFTs within that environment. So these are foundational changes, guys. I mean, I know for the under 25, under 30 demographic, Instagram is huge. It's one of the largest social media platforms. And that's who's really going to take advantage of this new stuff. Not only NFTs, but Instagram integrating this technology, it's going to explode the market, not just in America, but globally. Mario, I'd love to get some comments. Yeah, it's starting to feel like, <clears throat> excuse me, it's starting to feel like Zuckerberg is kind of getting desperate with, you know, his, his products. We've been seeing him kind of just rebrand his whole uh, main company to Meta. They did announce that Meta was not going to be a blockchain-based type of metaverse, which we we spoke about. But um, but now with Instagram, they're they're actually adopting NFTs in, in the crypto form, right? Where they're going to have the ability to for you to mint it and, and uh, marketplace. So... I mean, also Zuckerberg was working at on on a stable coin at some point, which didn't work out and ended up by being bought by by some big company, uh, big bank. I mean, and it's just I, it, I'm starting to get the feeling like Zuckerberg is is kind of like trying to go in every direction to kind of save his platform. Right. Because Instagram is 
Instagram is not bad, but I know that Facebook specifically has lost a lot of its a lot of its audience and people just yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's really trying to just salvage. I don't know. Just let's see what happens. But I don't know. Personally, I don't think this Instagram NFT story is going to have the adoption that he probably thinks it will. But, you know, I believe eBay will be a better will be a better platform for this NFT marketplace, which we discussed already a couple of couple of weeks ago. But Instagram, I don't know. Let's see. I'm hearing a bet there. I'm, yeah. I'm not so sure I agree. No. I, I no. wouldn't bet against no. Zuckerberg. I don't know. I think it's some sheep here. Abs, we can't hear you. You're on mute. Can't hear you. Gonzo, you're up next. Sorry, yeah. I muted myself. Yeah, it's just, you know, I, I was thinking about like the whole NFT thing with Instagram, you know, and because uh, we were talking about the fraud thing. You know, it'd be cool if they could create something where uh, like the, the influencer, the person creating an NFT, and then it's specific to them. And then when you're interacting with them, on the platform, you know that you're interacting with that person because we know you get all these impersonators that are just trying to rip people off and scam them. I, I thought about that, but then I think about Mark Zuckerberg and Meta and what they've done in the past. And I just worries me that it's another data mining ploy, right? And then now we're adding our wallets and, and uh, what cryptos we're buying. And so it, ju it just worries me, right? I had that idea like, oh, it'd be cool if they did something like that. But then because of their history, but um, with the whole dynamiting thing, it's just adding, it worries me that we're adding another layer of information that we're giving them. Yeah. And the, the thing that stuck out to me was that Meta is trying to create the standard for the metaverse, right? And having Instagram adopt NFTs seems like an incremental step in getting their users comfortable with NFTs and then rolling over that existing user base into the metaverse platform that they're building out. Jackie, I'd love to kick it to you to get some closing comments here and then I'll bring us home. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting perspective, Gonzo. Um, I mean, we see so many scams in different spaces. That would that would be nice. I mean, to have kind of a nice edge to not, you know, of of a negative side. Um, so that would that would be really cool. I don't really have any other comments. Um, I'm I'm glad it's becoming more mainstream and more adopted. It definitely is helping the space for sure. Um, but that does, I, I do have the same uh, type of, anytime you see something, you always have to double question it. If it's, you know, if it's good or bad, that's how I feel whenever I see big announcements. I'm definitely like hesitant to first be like, oh yeah, this is good because you don't know what type of control they're going to bring about through uh, through their announcement. So definitely be be on the edge of whatever you see. <laughs> I'm with you, Jackie. And, and Johnny, I, I know you had a comment, so let's close it out here and then boom, we'll take us home. Yeah, no, I was just going to say going back to the uh, the Ripple news, you know, Wells Fargo being able to take that on. I don't do drugs, but if I did, I'd be do co doing cocaine that day. That's really great news. It's freaking awesome news to hear. Banks are actually going to be taking on, you know, in, in using their technology, what it's meant to be for here in the U.S. We went through a list the other day and we didn't see a lot of U.S. banks taking on the Ripple technology, and now you see one. So if you're a Ripple holder, yeah, I'm not suggesting do cocaine. Don't do that, please. I don't. But it was super exciting. It was kind of, you, you get that euphoric feeling like, holy cow, this is what I've been waiting for. Now, let's see if that domino effect happens and other banks start coming on board and using that Ripple technology. If you do, I mean, yeah, it's going to be a great time for XRP holders. I totally agree. And we, we saw that. that last week, right? <laughs> Remember, we, we brought up the top 100 list from 2019 and 38 of the top 100 central banks in 2019, three years ago, were signed up with Ripple and either testing or partnered with them on what's called blue papers. So blue slips. It's hey. really exciting. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, so I'm making a note. Somebody put in the comments that Sheba's up. So see how <laughs> this show is. 
We actually drove the market of Shiba up, just so you know. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome to all the Shiba holders the Shiba. out there. That's I right. told you not to make that bet. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. So, hey, we're winning, though. Hey, that's the exciting thing, right? If we're trading a valuable currency, one of us is going to end up loaded. So I'm here for it. I'm willing to trade my Shiba Inu. I've got 7 million tokens, also known as 45 cents worth. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be on the market, guys. I want to say thank you to everyone for joining us today. Thank you, Jackie, Gonzo, Johnny, and Mario for joining the podcast. It's been a ton of fun. And I love this group. This is our research team. These are the faces that, you know, are giving our company the legs to run, right? Like, JV is the foundation. JV is the, is the mind, and we love JV. And I just want to say thank you. So I didn't give JV a shout-out earlier in the episode, so I want to do it now. Sending love and abundance to JV. I hope he's enjoying his trip and spending that time with his kids. He's an amazing guy, and he deserves it. If you guys are enjoying this content, please check out the 3T Warrior Academy channel where we give you access to all of us, not only through the AMAs, but one-on-ones. Very exciting stuff. Social medias are also linked below. And with that being said, I'll close it out the same way we always do. Warriors, rise. Get your shit together. Love you, coach. Let's go. Love you guys. (laughs) Now it's a rock session. (laughs) You're